0: Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie. And today I am joined by the lovely Caitlin Rhodes of Influence Studio. She does everything from social media training to social media coaching. She owns her own social media agency. And she's on today to talk everything that you would like to know about growing on Instagram currently and my favorite thing of all time, call to actions and how to improve your call to actions on all of your posts to get more followers in, to get people more engaged. So let's just go right into the episode. I'm so excited. Um, if you want to give a quick background on who you are to the probably two people that maybe not know you.
1: Um, so hi, I'm Caitlin Rhodes. You can follow me on Instagram at Social Marketing Queen. A lot of people know me by that more than Caitlin Rhodes, which Yep. I kind of wish it was the other way around. But <laughs> I own a social media agency, Influence Marketing Studio. And then I'm also Side Hustle Influencer on Instagram, sharing all my growth hacks.
0: It's what we love to hear. And I, I feel like that's just the world we live in. It's like everybody is starting to do like all these little side hustles and realizing different ways that they can make like passive mm-hmm. income.
1: Yes. Had I known this, I probably would have never started a social media agency, because it's like a little bit easier when you're just dealing with yourself. But I do yeah. love a social media agency. I love my clients. It's just scary work when you're a business owner, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine just like, well, first of all, you're like the face of your brand, but also just like the face of just like the coaching side, and then just doing all the agency work. And then you're like an influencer in all of these different avenues.
1: Yeah, if I mess up on my profile, it's fine. But if we mess up client's profile is the end of the world. So it's not only for the client, but for us. We just, you know, we we use their their accounts like they're ours. They're our people. So
0: it's our baby. So how did you kind of get started with influence studio and social media coaching?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I started as a freelancer. I feel like everyone's story is kinda like, well I was doing it on the side and I realized I was good at it. So <laughs> really, that's kind of like what happened with me. I was a freelancer. I also had a job in corporate. Corporate wanted to go a different direction with me and put in sales, kind of. And I was just like, heck no. Um, so I started really pushing hard on my freelancing. And then I got to the point where I told my husband, I'm like, I am so overwhelmed. I need to hire someone to help me. Like, I think this is actually going to be like more than just freelancing. At the same time, I was starting to build my agency. I was also growing really massively on Instagram because I was an early adopter to Reels. Yep. So <laughs> I had this side where I was getting people asking me to coach them. And then I had the, the side where people were asking me to manage their socials. So I grew Influence Marketing Studio. You know, we're now a team of four. And then I still have a social marketing queen where I'm doing coaching over there, speaking, the free tips, Facebook group. It almost too was like, I told myself, there has to be a sign that's gonna tell me what to do here because I think a lot of people are so comfortable in their like nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know? I had really amazing benefits. I loved my coworkers, but there was just the writing on the wall that told me like, I was outgrowing that position and there was some time for me to do something new.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that initial jumping off point is so scary at the start. And I, I've done it before as well, where I was just working like a nine to five, I was working at a magazine and just doing all their social media. And then there was just like one day where I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like I started getting like a couple people approaching me, asking me to do their social media. And I was like, I feel like this could be something more, and I really wanted to travel at the time. And so I was like, "Okay, this—I think I'm going to do this." And I just randomly—I called. I remember calling my mom. I'm like, "I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to quit my job and be- just be a freelancer." She's like, "What? What? What do you mean? That's not a thing." And now it's what everybody does. Everybody does it. Yeah. This—that was the same conversation
1: I had with my husband. I'm like, I kind of needed him to tell me like it's okay to do this. And he was supportive financially, like if it didn't work out, we kind of had a plan B. Did you have plan B in place or were you just like?
0: No, I like I definitely had money saved up at that time. And so I was like, well, I'm young. Like if it doesn't work out, I'll just move back home. And I have the safety net net of like being at my mom's house when I was 25, which I was just like, do I want to do that? Probably not. But it's there if I need it. And thankfully, it all works out.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. I just feel like it's so much easier now to go after your dreams if you work hard enough.
0: Like we keep saying, there's just so many different ways people can make income now. And they, I mean, just with TikTok, you've got Instagram reels, you have YouTube shorts where you can make income and then there's affiliate linking. And there's just like all these different little avenues that people just don't think of.
1: Yeah. I just got into the affiliate and I'm like, wow, you actually can make, I was so against it in the beginning. I'm like, no, I'm not going to make your pr- and make just pennies off of it but no if you actually believe in the product and you do it the right way you can make money from it and you know you get to utilize that tool or whatever it is that you're that's what I've really loved is like I've really yes. started to fall in love with the tools that these people are giving me advocating to for it
0: yeah, yeah. for sure And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is like, why would I buy from this person, like linking their affiliate link? Do they actually really love the thing? And I tend to follow only people who really do believe in the thing. And you can tell that they use it quite often, that they're really passionate about it. And that's when I'm like, I will click this link, I will get them the money, and I will use this tool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: same, same.
0: (laughs) So... You are the queen of Instagram especially with the Instagram Reels. Like you said that's like what your jumping off point and how you grew so big on Instagram. Yeah. There are a lot of people currently feeling very stagnant with their growth on Instagram mm-hmm. and I I know I felt it for a bit now it's starting to pick up again. But for those people, what are some things that you feel a lot of people aren't doing that they could be doing?
1: Definitely. So I feel stagnant too right now by the way. So if anyone yeah way it is not just you you're not alone I'm also a part of like these meta creator groups and all of us are kind of feeling we feel those ebbs and flows so first off don't get yourself down if anything it should just encourage you to do more so first and foremost everyone knows the reels are your best way to grow organically not that I want to push virality but I mean if you hit one video it really will supercharge your growth. So just think about like, if you're putting out good content, and it just one of those goes off, you know, that could be a change in your life. But I'm going to talk about some things that people aren't really talking about, like you just said. So I think that Instagram lives, if you collab with another person, mm-hmm. I think huge room for growth that way. There's someone that I watch and there was a point where she was getting on Instagram live every week. It was like every Thursday with this other creator, they both had a pretty good following, but it wasn't like a hundred thousand followers, but the consistency of them going live each week, it was notifying their followers and it was notifying, you know, the other person's followers. So you're in front of a new following You're providing value. People are starting to recognize your brand, your voice, your messaging. And so I've seen both of those girls now. They've surpassed 100K. And I know a huge part of that was from Instagram Lives. And then another one is if you're a brand, this is different for like brands and businesses. If you're a business, using influencer marketing can help you grow because you'll get in front of a new audience. And then the last one I was going to hit on was, oh, audio. If you can create a good audio and then it goes off. Yeah. That has been kind of a secret sauce for getting some followers too. I will say I've had like two audios go trending and like the first one, I pulled in a bunch of followers from that. The second one, I didn't get as many. So I think it's a little bit of a hit or miss there with that specific strategy, but it's one that you could try if you haven't yet.
0: Absolutely. And do you think with those trending audios, do you, I know I've seen other past creators, they have like the little text on screen. They're like, use this audio for like this, this, and this. Like, how do you suggest somebody start a trending audio?
1: Yes. So that's exactly what you need to do. You could put something like easy trend to try and make it something easy that a lot of people like You kind of want to hit the masses if you're trying to go viral. That's not the best strategy if you're trying to sell something and you're hitting people that don't really, you know, relate to your service or product. But if virality is your goal, then you could do something like that. Use this trend, easy trend to try, easy reel to try, easy audio to try. Anything that says easy, people are going to jump on. I've also seen like there are so many people out there that have grown their account just by showing people what audio to use. I... I hate that. I think I think it's a cheap way out. You know, if you want to sprinkle that in every now and then for your specific niche, like, hey, if you're a realtor, use this trending audio or something like that. Cool, but if that's just your only strategy, you are never going to make any sales from that. You're just going to win the wrong audience.
0: Yeah, and like you might bring some people in because they're like, oh, I know this person has trending audio, and I know that if I follow them, they'll keep showing me trending audio, but like you said, is that really the audience that you want? Mm -hmm. Are they actually engaging with you or are they just saving those audios to their Instagram and not actually doing anything with that content?
1: Right, and then if they're not engaging with your content, like the algorithm will start to see that you've got this huge audience, but nobody's engaging with it. So your, your, your content must suck in the algorithm's eyes. So you need those people to follow you that will actually engage and be community, really.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I've noticed with your content, like I was like kind of looking through it like this past week and I was just like, you get such good engagement on basically all of your posts. Like you have people, lots of people commenting. You have lots of people, not like only just like obviously liking the post, but they're actually engaging with you and you engage back with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge opportunity that a lot of people miss is by not engaging back with their audience.
1: Yes. Okay, so going into this, so there's two things about my engagement that I think help me get engagement. It's one, I'm always spending time replying back to people. I spend time in my newsfeed all the time commenting on other people's stuff. I want to be genuine. I want to build community. If you want to be the industry leader, like people need to know you're a real human behind the screen as well. Yeah. But a huge part of my engagement is that I am very strategic with my call to actions.
0: Mm Mm-hmm which is huge.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. That's something I'd I'd love to get into. So for a little while last year, I was offering profile audits. And the, the same theme over and over again for people with low engagement is that their captions or their reels, whatever it was, like if it was a post with a caption, a reel with their text overlay, it was just missing like the call to action. What do you want me to do after I watch this? And a lot of people think that call to action means like, Buy this, yeah. buy my free something, but that's not exactly what call to action means. It just means you want them to take some type of action from your post. So I kind of preach this to my clients. We don't always have to put a call to action like, call me now to get your free home valuation, or you know, book book your service with us today. No, it could be something as simple as like, drop your favorite emoji down in the comments that relates to this post, or something that's relatable to the post. Like, Just get them to comment on your post. That's a call to action.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people, like you said, only think it's click the link in my bio. Do this. Give me a call. Book your appointment. Like there's so many other ways that you can have people engage with your content. That's not strictly them clicking a link.
1: Right. Exactly. And then even if they comment, take that as an opportunity to have a conversation with them. Comment back to them. And here's another thing I'll see other people doing. When they do comment back, it's like a thumbs up emoji. And I'm just like, they literally put themselves up there for you and you're just giving them a thumbs up. Like, talk to them.
0: Figure out who your audience is.
1: Definitely. It's so, it's called social media for a reason. You know, I just, sometimes we need to be told this. So maybe someone out there is listening and they're like, oh my God, you really blew my mind. I'm going to start asking them to
0: <laughs> take action. So outside of just like having them comment, like an emoji or comment something under the post, what are some other ways that people can like, what's one of your favorite call to actions that you use either on your own content or on client's content?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, on clients content, pushing people to the DMs is typically an easy call to action. If you're a one man band, I would suggest if your call to action is DM me and you think you're going to get a lot of DMs, I would suggest having a team on your side. That's why I say for my clients, it's DMing because we have our social media team that will help them answer their DMs. For me... My favorite call to action is telling people to share this to your stories, if you can relate, because then they get my content out in front of way more people. I'm getting my message out there, I'm getting brand awareness out there. Like that is probably my most successful call to action truly is share this to your stories, because then that post just ends up going off. And a lot of people come to my profile. That's a big measurement of my success too, is like profile visits. And I don't even know if you're listening out there and you're like, how do I look for those analytics? If you go into your professional dashboard and Instagram, you can actually look at every single post of yours and find out how many people visited your profile from that post. Where did they find that post from? Did it come from hashtags? A lot of good insight back there for people that don't know how to use it.
0: Absolutely. And it'll even tell you, and this is like another big thing that we talk about here is, what metrics to actually look out for because a lot of people are still hung up on the idea that likes are the biggest metric that they should be looking for. And comments, yes, comments are great. Okay. But for me, it's about saves. And I love seeing how many people people have saved a post because I'm like, oh, well, they really like this post enough to save it. So what are some of the metrics that you look out for or for your, your content or even for your client's content?
1: Yeah. So for my content, for Reels specifically, I love to just, this isn't me getting in the backend dashboard, but this is me just scrolling my Reels. If I see that someone sent that post, that really gives me fuzzy feelings inside because they thought it was good enough to send, or they could have just been making fun of me because sometimes I act like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't think about that one. Oh, no. <laughs> no I'm going to think about that every time I see it. Yeah, that's what I think of it. Yeah, I'm going to overscore Scorpio.
1: <laughs> Let's see. I love saves too because I feel like that means that your post was valuable to them. But the most important to me is comments because I feel like I've started a conversation. It's a good way for me to interact with my followers and then also, you know, the more that people are commenting on a post, the more the algorithm's going to send it out to more and more people. Yeah. So
0: comments are really good for me. I love not only but the sh- with the shares. I love seeing that people have shared it. Just because I know, like you said, it resonated with somebody mm-hmm. and seeing... So unfortunately, in Europe, you can't actually see how many the shares. Wow. There's That's like so- an EU agreement, I think. So you can actually see it. But so anytime I go home, I'm always like checking my analytics. I'm like, okay, how many people shared this? <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> the best. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I like touch down in Chicago. I'm like, okay, okay, let's see. Let's <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's side note, we take for granted a lot of the things we get over here in the US.
0: Yeah. So Ben, my other host and I were talking about this last week because he lives in Canada Oh. and goodness. they get so many less features in North. And I'm like surprised because it's like right above America or the US. And so I was just like, what is happening? Why don't you get any of these features? He's like, I don't know. I
1: don't that's know. So funny. I get angry followers all the time that are like, this feature is not available in Canada. Like every single time I do like new feature, they like go and prove me wrong. And I'm
0: like, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is US only. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I got to take, I got to take you other nomads.
0: The EU is definitely, they have a lot of restrictions on things. So the shares is definitely one of them. And I think it's data collection. I think that's why it that's okay. happening. But yeah, it's really interesting that we can't see how many people have shared a certain post of ours when it's our post. Okay
1: insane that's insane and that's yeah. hard for you to um plan out your next content i mean i guess can you at least see people liking it like you can at least see who liked it
0: yeah so you can see the likes you can see the saves and you can see the comments but it's just that little share button that you can't see
1: okay good to know <laughs> like more.
0: so right now what is your current favorite like go-to when it comes to instagram growth
1: Ooh, I hate saying this, but reels. I genuinely enjoy getting in front of the camera, acting a fool, being funny, making people laugh. My husband—I've said this in other podcasts—he will literally notice that I left the room, and then he'll be like, "Where'd she go?" and I'll be over there like doing my next reel. So like, it brings me joy to, to entertain. And every time I do it, they reach a lot of people. You know. it's with a lot then I'm going to be getting in a flood of followers. So
0: so where do you kind of get your inspiration for the next reel that you're going to create?
1: So I'm constantly on the app scrolling the news seeing kind of what's trending. I also get on TikTok not really to post over there because I don't really like TikTok because it scares me, but <laughs> I just get some early trends because they always seem to f- to come over to Instagram later. Yep. So we do a lot of research here. We also have a like a Reels membership that we do. To where we try to give people the trends before they get too saturated so here's a side note for you guys too if you are just constantly posting reels with trending audio that's fine but if that trend is well played out and you're using trending audio that like 200,000 people have already yeah. used more than likely you're no one's gonna see your reel really so you got to get on those trends early for them to really work for you especially for growth sorry what about you do you do are you into reels
0: So I do them for like my personal stuff. I have a very small personal account where I basically family. I will do like a little roundup post of like, here's my month of March. Here's my month of February. And it will be, I had two of them for some reason. I have no idea why they went viral. And I was like, okay, that's cute. And it's just one of those things that you don't really, for me, I just really wasn't thinking of it. And I just did something like silly and it went viral. And I had done that in the past with other clients. I had a client that was a restaurant, it's like a barbecue restaurant. And I made the dumbest reel. I think I was like, this is going to be stupid. I just need to post something today. And wasn't even thinking about it. And it was, oh God, it was when the WAP song by Cardi B was like really oh my popular. God. And they have macaroni <laughs> at this barbecue place. And so the macaroni in a pot part of that song, I just like overlaid it with them like stirring the macaroni oh and it God. went everywhere in like the Midwest. So and like even the radio picked it up. It was just really random. And it was just me going like, I don't know what to post today. So I'm just going to post
1: this. <laughs> Those are always ones for me that go viral are the dumb ones that I don't yeah. To.
0: Yeah, exactly. Always. It's always how they go. Or they're the ones that you do for like three seconds. You're like, whatever, I just need to post something. And then the ones that you spend like ages on. Those never do. (laughs) Who cares about us? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I spent so much time on this and now, nope, you just care about the three second one. Got it.
1: So silly. It's so silly how the algorithm works.
0: Yeah, especially with like, what's going to hit today? Oh, it's going to be this one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So I know you said you like to be silly. And we've talked about reels in the past on here before. So for there are a lot of brands and businesses that follow us and they're like, we don't want to show our face Mm -hmm. on reels whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So for those people, either do you have any recommendations on how to get more comfortable in front of the camera Mm -hmm. or recommendations on how to maybe not show their face, but other ways that they can do reels? The best
1: advice here is to try your best to get comfortable doing them because when people see you, they just perform better. So how I tell our clients to get used to video better is to start with Instagram stories, right? So it's kind of the same concept you're getting in front of the camera. You kind of feel like it's live. It's not, it's not really live. It's still recorded, but I tell people get on there and just talk to us about your day. Tell us what you're doing. So then you get a little more comfortable behind the camera. You also might get some DMs, some feedback from people, and I feel like that will give you another little boost of confidence. So definitely practice by doing stories. If you're just absolutely like, no, I will never put my face on camera. (laughs) There are templates out there. Like we use Canva templates. We try to do like trendy stuff that's like fun. That's where it gets a little harder though. If you're using trendy templates for like a super, you know, like straightforward brand. My suggestion there is if you don't want your face, then maybe record your workspace or something like that, some B-roll. You know, b rolls work really good right now, by the way, on Instagram. Like a year ago, people didn't care about B-roll. They just wanted funny face lip syncing. And now like you can be as lazy as ever with your camera and you'll, it'll still perform.
0: I've been seeing a lot of, because I follow a lot of travel blogs and uh-huh. travel bloggers and all of them have maybe like a B-roll of like Paris and you see like a Paris streets and then you see the Eiffel Tower and it's like our top tips are like the best places to go in Paris and it's just text overlaid, a B-roll image yep. and then a trending sound and that's all it is and those posts do so well.
1: They do well, yeah. I've even had some where I just do like like a meme or something with some text overlay and they've gotten like millions of views. I'm like, okay, if I'm ever feeling late, I'm going to read this template.
0: Absolutely. I mean, why not? Like, I think the biggest thing is... Everybody's so worried about like posting too much. Mm -hmm. And I think you just need to experiment and give it a go. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but at least you know then what content is actually going to work for you in the future.
1: Yeah. I'm always testing things. And even when I still have a journal that I'll write like the time and stamp of when I posted something just to see how it performed based on like the analytics from Instagram. And they're always night and day too of like what performed best in my journal versus what the analytics said. So always got to be testing and you need to be open-minded.
0: Yeah. I think a big thing too, is just setting your expectations because I know as somebody who is like, Oh, I'm going to use this trending sound. It's going to go viral. Like I'm going to get millions of followers and millions of views. And it's like, set your expectations to fail Mm -hmm. because it might not always hit like one, just because one post, or one reel got a million views, it doesn't mean that the next one is going to perform as well. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Setting your expectations, your mindset. That can probably help you with your confidence too.
0: Yes, absolutely. And then another big thing is where for you, I know we were talking about CTAs and things like that. What kind of CTAs do you think are the best when it comes to actually getting people to follow through?
1: Hmm. urgency, creating some type of urgency with your CTA. So like, for example, my membership right now, I keep going back and forth if I should close the doors and just make it something that they can only get at a certain time to join. Mm-hmm. Because I have read studies, I've read blogs, and they all say like urgency is what makes people take action. So my answer is going to be urgency here, like time specific, got to get it by this time or it's gone. People feel like FOMO, they got to do it.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. I was I was following somebody recently who has a membership and they were like, we're only opening the doors for, from this time to this time and you have to get in now. And I saw like all these different comments under her post where it was like, oh God, let me do this. I'm going to do this. So that's a really good point.
1: I would really love to see like the numbers. With a membership that's open all the time versus a membership that just opens a couple times a year, and just see what the numbers are for them as far as like how much the revenue. Yeah, yeah.
0: I definitely. I had a client in the past who she did coaching, Uh and she only opened it twice a year. Oh. And because she did have it open all year round previously, and then she did it twice a year and got like the best clients in and more people wanting to be on the wait list. So her wait list, her lead list was a lot bigger. Oh, And so like the next year she would reach out to them. And so she would always sell out. There you go.
1: (laughs) Okay, mind blown. You just taught me. Top tips. (laughs) Gosh, we should call this podcast episode. There we go.
0: (laughs) 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 So you help a lot of small businesses with their social media accounts. Mm -hmm. What is one of the biggest things that you've noticed when it comes to small businesses, what they do wrong? And they're not focusing enough on when it comes before you take over their social media.
1: Oof, um, Storytelling.
0: Mm. No, and
1: they don't know how to storytell. They just sell, sell, sell. So one of our biggest like differentiators from other agencies is that we want to tell your brand story and your brand's voice. You know, we try to bring things to life as a story. And that we still even argue, like not argue, but like we'll have monthly calls with these clients and they just, they have a hard time wrapping their head around social media and storytelling. And so I truly believe in my heart that people buy from you because of who you are, not because of like your product or your service. A hundred percent. There's so much business to go around. So you have to differentiate, differentiate yourself by telling your story, who you are, what do you like, you know, what do you support so I think that's, that's their biggest issue is just not being able to tell their story and not really even knowing like what is another one is people with their even like the small things, but like your Instagram bio, again, yeah. it comes to storytelling, like, you have to really kind of hone in on the who, what, when, where, why, I think that we learned from grade school to to tell your story the right way.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I mean, obviously, Every single market is saturated with different things. Mm -hmm. So restaurants are saturated with a lot of Italian restaurants or barbecue restaurants or things like that. And you go to one specific one because there is either a story behind it or there's a, like, you had a really good waitress or waiter like yes. there's something that keeps you going back to that certain place yes and that's how it is with social media it's like making sure that these people are keeping going back to you because of the story you tell because of the posts that you do because you're engaging you're connecting with them
1: yes connecting yes connection social yeah <laughs> selling point all those, all those keywords
0: yeah well and especially and because it's funny that you said that you don't really like TikTok because I'm kind of in the same mindset. I, I'm on it quite often, but mainly for looking for future trends or things that there's a lot of social media news on there that people do. So I like to follow those people. But I don't feel like there's a good community on TikTok or you can't really build a community on TikTok.
1: Yes. That's why I don't feel over there.
0: Because you can comment on these people's stories, but it doesn't feel like a lot of people are actually engaging as much as people engage with on Instagram. And you can't DM as well as you can on Instagram. And I just feel like there's a disconnect. And so I just, I love Instagram for that reason.
1: And it's almost like every time, you know, they're always just delivering, if your stuff's getting delivered to the For You page, it's like your audience that you already have may or may not even see your stuff. You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow anybody on TikTok, which is really funny.
1: It's so weird. It's so weird.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that's like pretty much all the questions that I had. It was very easy to talk to you and just like all the little questions that we get consistently is just about, like I said, CTAs and how to grow currently on Instagram because everybody's feeling just very stagnant at the moment and it's feeling like what's going to happen next. Obviously, Instagram are saying that they're like making – Images more prominent again, right. but we'll see.
1: <laughs> right again, yeah, we'll see. Right, I have seen better um, analytics from carousels now versus like six months ago. So here's my biggest takeaway for you guys today: is don't focus on one one specific thing for Instagram. Like you need a well rounded strategy where you're test you're using and testing all of their different features. Don't just Absolutely. rely on reels. Don't just rely on carousels be sure you can use them, utilize all of them correctly.
0: I think that's a great tip. I feel like people are either only just doing reels right now. Mm -hmm. And while that's fine, and maybe you're going to get people in, it doesn't mean that people are actually going to stay for your content. So definitely experiment and try them all. Would you like to promote anything today?
1: Yeah, you know, if I'd love for you guys to join me in my membership. It's called the IG Growth Plus Membership. We send you three to four reels prompts per week with the caption because I told you storytelling is super important to me. Um, The trending audio examples for your specific industry. And then we also have like trendy Canva templates in there like for real and trainings every month in a private Facebook group. So you can ask me questions because it's really nice to have an expert on your side.
0: Absolutely. Well, I will add all that in the show notes and I'll add your Instagram and everything that wherever people can find you, I will add all that in the show notes, but thank you so much for joining.
1: Oh my God. This was so fun. If you ever want to do it again, let me know.
0: Yes, please. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. If you want to follow Caitlin, all of her information is in the show notes. And if you want to follow Flick, we are at flick.social on Instagram and TikTok. We are at flick underscore social on Twitter because we can't do a dot for some reason. And we have tons of videos over on our YouTube channel talking all things growth on Instagram, growth on TikTok, and basically anything you want to know about social media, we're talking about it over on YouTube. So go follow us over there. Just search for Flick and you will find us. We will talk to you next week and I hope you enjoyed. Bye.